back with another episode of the Sip the Tally podcast with my A50 coaches, and we're still working on that name. We got some uh, suggestions that we're going to put out there by episode three next week. We're going to have a name for you. We're going to come to you live again uh, with a week uh, recap. Uh, what we're going to do today is talk about the first two weeks of the high school season, and uh, we're going to move forward. we got a few other topics to go into that. Again, I'm here with uh, Coach McCray. What's up, Coach? What's up? What's up? Coach Colston. Yes, sir. Represent Gobby and represent Lincoln, myself, and Coach um, Yeomans. What's going on? Sit the tally. All right, let's jump right into it. First off, we're going to talk about uh, week one for us, Lincoln High School at Niceville. I'll let Coach Yeomans take the lead on that. Go ahead. Uh, went down to Niceville. Uh, great game uh, played by us that night. Uh, uh, defense kind of led the way, uh, stymieing, stymieing their offense, holding them to very little yardage in the second half. Uh, got some got some big plays on offense and were able to uh, punch it in uh, for the 25 to 13 victory it was good to go over there and, and finally beat them always a tough place to play uh, a great environment to play in uh, crowd always pumping and jumping and it wasn't any different this time around uh, but we were able to come out on top with the victory and from my perspective on it, we um, the thing that I took away the most from that, we went down there with a mindset to win the game. There was not a hope to just play good, but to go down there and get a victory, and that's what we did. But um, before we move on to the, to the guy game, we're going to talk about the elephant in the room. We did have to forfeit that game. Um, you know, honest mistake. It got corrected the next day, and uh, you know we gonna use it as a learning stone, stepping stone, and go forward and try to win the rest of these uh, games coming up. But we did, we actually forfeited that game. So on the field, we we're two and zero, but in the official stat book, we we're one and one. But uh, let's kick it to the the Gabby guys and talk about their game with Childs that week. Uh, yeah, the, the Gabby Childs game. You know, we we came out. Of, I thought we played well, just. You know, we, we had some issues with, with the snaps. I don't know who's uh, responsible at Gabby for coaching up the snaps, but <laughs> uh, had a few issues with that. You know, some early season stuff that you expect out of teams, but uh, after that, you know, we kind of got it rolling. And Childs is a is an improved team this year. Coach Pettis is doing a good job with them. So, you know, they, they play hard. Um, you know, we had that lightning delay that we had, and then we came out, and then, you know, it probably was a game that we should have just called, but, uh, you know, the administrations couldn't get together on it and figure out what we wanted to do. Definitely didn't want to come back the next morning, so went back out there, and, you know, we got the guys fired up, and we came out with a win. AC? Yeah, I, th- I thought um, Charles, you know, like they did last year, they played us pretty tough. Um, they scrappy little bunch, but uh, I think we... We played, we played as well as we could, you know, for the first game. We still had some mistakes or whatever that we uh, that we go went to the film and looked at. But I um, think we, like Coach said, the game might have should have been called, but I think we did a great job coming back after having that delay and still were focused and finished that game up. How hard was it to, to refocus them guys after the delay? Um, it wasn't really hard. I mean, just a little behind the scenes. Hopefully I'll get in trouble for it sharing too much information but you know that the way they set up I don't know if y'all been out of child's but how they set up when you get to your locker room 
You know, there was a whole lot of stuff said to the players from the student section. And oh, yeah. uh, then, you know, some of the coaches from child, just some competitive banner went on behind the scenes. And that kind of fired our guys up. We, we were actually ready to get back out there. <laughs> but uh, the field conditions, and, and they, they've said it themselves over there, the field conditions are horrible mm -hmm. right now. So that was one of our main issues with going back out there. Not only was it raining, mm -hmm. we had delay, but also the field issues. Understandable, understandable. So um, in week one, with our recap, um, Lincoln beat Knightsville, but also lost to Knightsville. <laughs> and uh, Gabby beat Childs. Moving on to week two, we got uh, Gabby and Mandarin. We're going to start with them since we jumped off first, and they had a pretty exciting game, went to overtime. Uh, we let these guys take the lead on that with uh, Gabby versus Mandarin. Yeah, it was it was, a, it was a great thing to get the guys together and, and take a trip down to Jacksonville. Uh, Mandarin is definitely an improved team, an 8 day school uh, that has added a lot of speed to their roster. It might have been there before, but it definitely was there Friday night. They had a lot of speed on both sides of the ball. They got a linebacker. I can't remember the kid's name, number 22, undersized guy. Uh, but I talked to him after the game. You talking about playing with some passion. Yeah, that kid, he made some plays in the game, but he just played hard the whole game, even though they lost. Um, and, you know, we felt like we played pretty well. Um, still, early season stuff that we got to get corrected, uh, but happy to be 2-0. and Right. I noticed uh, from watching Hughes fam, uh, number one, he, he, he stood out to me uh, offensively, and I saw him play a little corner. But he, I, I realized that he was he was pretty fast. He ran a maybe a post or something. I saw him run away from a couple guys. Mm -hmm. But but they're they're normally small and fast. With is that what you saw out of them? Yeah, yeah. And and the season last year when we played them, they had some good skill guys. Um, this year they had the skill. They had the quarterback that I believe is a, a Alabama recruiter commit. Which one? They, I saw two. The, uh, the Caucasian uh, young man, he, uh, <laughs> he, uh, he, he was in Alabama for and then they got another guy that came. I think he got hurt during the game, so they had another guy that came in. You want to be a part of this, Coach? Okay, well. <laughs> Coach Gray stepped in for a minute. Say hello to the people. What's up? All right. <laughs> That's all we're doing. Uh, Go I ahead, AZ. No, <laughs> that's another topic. We got a fantasy draft coming up. So we ain't up here cheating. We ain't in the war room. But uh, how you feel like your guys step, uh, stacked up to them skill wise? You coach DBs, correct? Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think we came out and I, we watched film and we knew uh, the type of skill they had. Um, I don't think it's surprised that they made some plays. Um, I think skill-wise, they're pretty good. The quarterback is a, a big kid. I think he's about 6'3", 6'4", probably about 220 pounds, so I can see why Alabama was looking at him. Mm -hmm. um, uh, just, I was impressed by that skill players. Um, I think when they got the ball in the hand, they did some good things, and, you know, glad we came out with a victory because they, they have some pretty good skill players. As a, from a fan standpoint, it looked like it looked to be a pretty exciting game if I was just a fan. I know coaching-wise, it probably was nervous. It's hit, but if I'm in the stands, I'm, I'm glad I paid my seven or ten dollars or whatever. Yeah, it was, it was a chess game. match, man. It was a chess match, and, and two teams that got great skill and uh, they played with a lot of passion. So it, it definitely was exciting. I mean, it wasn't exciting for us to be that close, but I mean, <laughs> it, it was exciting to see our kids really fight through. Because a lot of a lot of people say you got to have a win like that sometimes. You do, do want to have a championship season, so hopefully that's what that was. The ball had to bounce your way a couple yeah. times. Yeah. Um, Let's switch over to Lincoln and Bainbridge. 
uh, Babers came to, to town, came down here to Tallahassee, and um, for the first time, we I've been a part of playing Bainbridge. They didn't have Damon Pierce, which is you know a big. <laughs> <laughs> He's at Florida, right? Yeah. And um, I don't know if he played for y'all last night, but we'll talk yeah, about him later. Okay, we'll talk about him later. Bainbridge on, they were very very athletic. They uh, they weren't as big as they uh, had been in the past as far as their skill guys. They normally had big, like all their receivers were like tight ends, but they were they were smaller, more athletic guys uh, on, on the outside. Uh, defensively, those some of those same guys played defense, and they had a couple of guys that maybe looked like basketball players that were long and lanky that could uh, kind of hurt you in the passing game. But we um, it actually was raining the entire time. Well, the whole first half it was raining. We had some some mishaps that you can say it was the rain. But you still have to be able to perform in those situations. So uh, we're not just going to blame it on the weather. We we did some things that we shouldn't have done, had some mental mistakes early. But uh, once again, a block punt got our fire going, which is the same thing that happened in the uh, Jamboree. We got a block punt for a touchdown uh, by Sage Ennis, and that kind of got things uh, rolling a little bit. We had um, a couple nice runs. Uh, I think Chris Pendleton scored a touchdown. Uh, Marcos scored on a, a, a deep route. Um, and um, Chris Beard actually scored on a 95-yard run. Um, you know, it's on read type run where he pulled it. And so that was, offensively, that was what we did. Defensively, I let Coach Jones give that side of it. Uh, defensively, uh, we, we stayed, you know, with our base stuff. Um, like you said, this year they didn't have uh, Damian Pierce, so it was a horse of a different color. Uh, you know, we, we've been playing pretty good uh, on the defensive side of the ball, just game cap game tackling and getting everybody to the ball. So I felt like we did a good job at that. And uh, we were able to, you know, hold them out. Uh, they scored late in the fourth quarter. Um, but other than that, we, you know, we were getting to the ball. We had some some good hits. Uh, we had, we forced two turnovers, uh, three turnovers, uh, two interceptions, and forced a fumble on a sack. So we were, uh, we were able to get after them. We had a, 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 good, a good game. I was just going to add real quick, um, you know, there's been two times in, in my coaching career or just football life uh, that I didn't know what was going on during the play. Mm -hmm. uh, one of them was when Florida State and Clemson played, uh, and, and Chris Winkie had that uh, that play action where he stood with the ball back there and <laughs> threw like a 99-yard touchdown to Scoot Minutes. That was the first time. And then the other night, we all played Bainbridge. Um, and and y'all had a long run by the quarterback. Mm -hmm. When I tell you, I did not know he had that ball until he crossed the <laughs> goal line. It was like 93 yards. He was running. I was like, maybe he running from a dog or something. <laughs> I didn't know he had the ball. I, I was sure tricked on that. So I, I was glad it wasn't week 10 that he did. <laughs> I actually have a cousin that played quarterback for me back in Mississippi. And uh, our first year there, we implemented zone read and stuff like that. There were a ton of times that situation happened. Either the whole defense went and tackled the running back, mm -hmm. or he, you know, he can't pull it and went wherever, or the, when they would tackle the running back, he still had a ball running. The officials would blow the whistle. Yeah. I know it happened five times in a year, and I, you got to think about how frustrating it is. But your running, your quarterback, you run down the field with the ball, and the officials can stop the play. Cause they think the they think the running back got it, so that, that happened a bunch of times. Luckily, it didn't happen for us this time because he fooled everybody. 
No, I wasn't fooled because I was at the top. But everybody that was on ground level was, was fooled. Uh, even I think uh, number thirty, they have big D, D line. He was still chasing around. Yeah. yeah, without his head, without his head. I had two footballs on the field. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, both of them got to have a ball. But yeah, it ended up you know for the better. Uh, we lost to him last year. Uh, offense really got going against them. We had a fluke touchdown last year that we caught, and then that kind of kickstarted the offense. And we felt like we had a chance to to play with him last year. But Pierce uh, finally awakened in the second half and. I think they had like four drives of one or two plays or less in that second half, which kind of doomed us. But um, that, that's our, our weekly recap for high school around here. Uh, coming up next week, Lincoln has Hudson from the uh, Pasco County area. I'll let Coach Jones give you a little bit more on him. Uh, yeah, we got Hudson coming to town. It's going to be a home game uh, here for us. Um, haven't played them before, don't know much about them. Uh, saw them on film. Uh, they do some good things, so we're looking forward to a good challenge. Uh, should be able to uh, go in there and, and, and just hopefully uh, come out victorious. Home game for us, too. Uh, 7 o'clock, Cox Stadium. If you're in town, make sure you're there. Uh, going on, we're going to preview uh, Lake Mary and Godby. I think you guys played them uh, last year, did you not? Yeah, we played them last year. We actually won a few teams to play uh, that weekend. We had the hurricane. That's coming. what it was. So we traveled down, and it was crazy last year because we were the only ones going yeah. south. On I remember Ben James telling me that. Yeah, it was a jam-packed on uh, 75 going north. But Lake Mary is another 8A school. Uh, definitely going to be a challenge because, you know, they're one of the uh, – one of the you know top eight or so schools in that Central Florida area and got a good tradition and uh, they got a great tight end that we're gonna be uh, challenged with this week and and just watching them defensively they they play real hard so it's gonna be a good challenge another uh, great opportunity for us to you know try to get better. Lake Mary is in Polk County, right? Uh, they are no, it's not Polk County. It's north of Orlando, so uh, I think Seminole County, I believe. They okay, what? Did Ray go there? No. I think his, oh, his son, son went there. Right his son went there. That's what it was. His son went there. Um, what you got on 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 um, um Lake Mary? Just knowing what I know about them last year, it was a very well coached team that we played last year, especially offensively. They gave us uh they gave us some problems just but with their personnel and things like that. That you know we overcame last year, and hopefully we do so this year. Um, but looking at them on film, they got, like you said, the tight end, uh, Rodriguez. And um, they got a little speech to number one, uh, uh, Lee. Um, they do some things, they do some things well, you can tell they're good coach. So it's a good, it's a good uh, measuring test going down there and playing them. And um, I, I think it was a good, it was a good atmosphere, a good litmus test for us last year. And it'd be the same thing for us this year. And since you say that, I, I want to go back to our Nicefield game. That was the same type deal with us. So it was, the atmosphere is always hostile is the word for the visiting team because they, their fans are into it like like no other. It's almost like a college atmosphere. They have chants. They have things they do on certain downs. When they score, the powder and the confetti go everywhere. And for you know some young guys that maybe have never really been in that spotlight, that place would be pretty intimidating. Is Lake Mary similar to that? Yeah, yeah, it is, it is. They uh, and that's Central Florida football in general. They most of the eight A schools are either in Orlando or in Miami, and okay. a few in Jacksonville. So, well, there's a lot of tradition in that area. Okay, we're gonna move on to a little college football. Yesterday, uh, recap. We opened up the college football schedule, and um, we got Miami playing probably in about another 
45 minutes. So like we know, uh, me and uh, Cole McCray gonna might leave these two guys here. But we getting up out of here soon. <laughs> I was watching the club, man. <laughs> we talk, let's start off with uh, UF. They the only ones played yesterday. Uh, our resident UF fan here, Coach Coast. We're going to let you have the flow for a minute. Yeah, I, I haven't broken down the film yet. I was happy with the, I was happy with uh, what they did with uh, Frank. I think opening up the beginning of the game and having them throw the ball, I think people were surprised by that. I think with the with the talented running backs that they talked about, um, I'm going to say all of them are proven, but we know the type of running back they have in the backfield. I think a lot of people thought they were going to come out and try to establish a run, but they kind of threw it around a little bit. He was shaky at first. I think he had a couple drop passes. Um, that were put on the money. And I, that's what I thought from the, uh, I didn't see everything when I saw the highlight. A lot of the pass was, they were on the money. I think it was a, I think it was timing thing you could tell that they worked on. Where he got the ball out and the ball was right in the middle of the chest, right where receivers can catch it and they can do some things with it. I think that's what uh, Molin may, may have been uh, emphasizing with him. Just, hey man, you got, you got, I got you some playmakers. Get them the ball. Um, he threw five uh, first half TDs and they shut him down. Um, I was at the fam game, so I wouldn't even see that first uh, that first half. But from the highlights I saw, I thought he got, got the ball off. I think he managed the game, and then he, he looked he looked like a willing runner. That what Mullen would say. He looked more willing to run. I think when it was called and how it was called and the creativity that they had with the play call. Yeah, now you heard it here first. Frank's gonna play better with 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 Johnson and Mullen. Mm-hmm. He's gonna play better. And the whole line is gonna play better, which is gonna make your quarterback play better. He's gonna get a little more confidence. But um, they, from the highlights I saw, they look, they look, they look pretty good. You know, I don't know how how good Charleston Southern is, uh, but what Frank's look like a different quarterback. Standing in the pocket, standing tall. He already was six, six, six five, six six, 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 seven. Sitting there throwing the ball around. Are you, anybody else want to drop something on UF? Just like uh, just like I said, it was kind of going to be finding out what UF's offense could be like. And uh, yesterday, I feel like they showed some good things um, with Frank throwing the uh, mostly short routes from what I saw, but got into the playmakers' hands and uh, Grimes and Jefferson and a couple of other receivers were able to make their way into the end zone. And like he said uh, last time we uh, met that. You know the uh, the defense really wasn't the problem. Mm-hmm. Although last year probably played a little under what they had been, um, but just with you being able to get that offense going and doing what they need to do, um, they should be somebody to look at in that SEC East. Yeah, I think that defense kind of went down last year because they were on the field so much. Mm-hmm. They were constantly on the field. You got something for you, Will? Uh, just Felipe Franks. I'm on the uh, Franks bandwagon. Uh, a lot of people don't understand a, a coach can make, you know, it. a lot of people just say, oh, he's big and he got a strong arm, so he should be making throws. That, that's not how it works. Um, you know, I heard Coach McElwain speak at a Nike clinic a couple years ago, and um, it was very confusing to me what he was talking about <laughs> with his offense. So I'm sure the young player coming in, I'm sure that's some of the stuff that he had to deal with. But they definitely look better. I, I saw a lot of passion uh, from the University of Florida in that game, and um, you know, I think that's what uh, Florida State fans are expecting too, but I wait till we get to the preview. That's all, Uh Just going back to that, that's why I think uh, his motto was relentless effort. I think the team showed that. They had a. Uh, oh, that's his motto? Yeah. Uh, he, just, he just brought that with him from, from the seal pump. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> uh, he, he, he preached a relentless effort. I think we saw it in all phases of the game. They, they preserved the shutout in the first half by blocking a. Uh, kick. Mm-hmm. They they blocked an extra and point and returned it for a touchdown. 
and they, it was different. It looked like they were happy to be out. That's mm-hmm. one thing he talked about, bringing the fun back to the game. They looked genuinely happy. I don't know if it was created or what, but they looked happy to play ball. And, yeah, the opponent wasn't so great, but there was many times where the opponent hadn't been great and the offense hadn't looked great. Right. <laughs> I understand. That's true. We're going to uh, switch gears a little bit to go to FAMU versus uh, Fort Valley. Uh, I didn't attend. Uh, Yeomans, uh, Collins, the great that you attend? I did. So we would let them have a flow on this one. Uh, first of all, it was a great atmosphere out there at FAMU yesterday. Over 20,000 uh, fans in, in attendance there at the game. It was just good uh, to see that type of uh, support for FAMU and, of course, new coach uh, Willie Simmons. Uh, game, uh, FAMU came out and, and did what they were supposed to do. Uh, offense, uh, it was hit or miss on some things. Uh, we missed a couple of deep balls or opportunities to catch some deep balls, uh, but got the running game going pretty good. Saw probably five or six running backs in the game, like a, a rotation, and everybody ran hard and played hard. The defense played really well. Um, Fort Valley had a receiver, uh, number one, who was pretty shifty and quick, was able to do some things. He scored that long touchdown uh, in the second half or second half of the game but other than that the defense played well everybody flew around uh the offense got the ball moving uh they did some tempo things and were able to get to the line quickly and, and make some plays and overall uh family played very well at the kicker set a school record for field goals in the game i think kick five field goals you know as an offensive guy you probably want to punch those in and score but um just to be able to set up and kick five field goals successfully is, is a good thing so uh, looking forward to uh, what Willis Simmons and the Rattlers will do this season. What about uh, any local guys that get in and jump off? Ricky Henrilius, uh here from Lincoln, he punched in the first touchdown uh, that they scored. Uh, uh, Quintez Gallon also from here at Lincoln, he uh, was in on a lot of special teams tackles on kickoff and also started at the, the nickel position, uh, made some tackles in there that I saw. Um, couple of Gabby guys. Uh, I saw Summers in there late playing a little deep tackle. Uh, made it, uh, I'm not sure he made tackles, but he damn sure was getting off the ball pretty fast and, and looked disruptive. Um, that's all I saw as far as local people that got in the game. But, you know, it, it was a good time. A lot of orange and green and, and the Rattlers were there to strike, so we had a good time out there. Coach, I, I want to give a public apology for not being there. It was just, I think we were up in the office at about 5 a.m. almost. So I was kind of tired and, you know, I, I'm going to make sure I make the rest of the games up here in time. Yeah, I'm going to make sure I make them too. I, it was no excuse for me not going. I, I said I was going and stuff happened and yeah. I, I didn't go, but I, I'll make the, the, the rest of them. If, you know, if not for the game, the food on the back street. Oh, man. man. <laughs> uh, FAMU actually has a, a little bit a tougher opponent uh, next week uh, heading over to Troy to mm-hmm. take on the Troy, uh, Troy Trojans. So uh, that'll definitely be a test for the Rattlers and uh, kind of see what you got uh, moving forward. Yeah, I'll keep an eye on that. I got a kid that played for me in my hometown. He's a senior at Troy. It's his last go around. And, uh, you know, I know, I know he'll play. Probably won't play a lot because Troy does something crazy with their receivers. They get eight, nine, ten decent receivers, mm-hmm. and they let all of them play. Mm-hmm. So nobody can really get a, a groove. Or, nobody really have big games that receive for Troy. Right. Unless you take the most up to like three catches for a hundred something yards. They just they run them in so much you can't even get a, 
a groove or whatever. But it would be a good test for FAMU to see where they at. And uh, Troy, they took a shellacking, I think, from uh, Boise State yesterday. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they'll kind of have that mindset of trying to get their first victory. Yeah, I just, I just, I'm talking to Coach uh, Yeoman. How was the 100? <laughs> All right, HBCU band uh, preview uh, synopsis of uh, the Marching 100. Uh, I feel they came out and improved themselves. They they played very well. The sound was very full. Um, I'm a big uh, sousaphone tuba fan, and I was I was proud of that section. Uh, they played very well. You a fan of them too? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, they they marched uh, what, 20 20. About 21 tubas, so that was a good look. Uh, announced uh, marching 100 numbers of uh, 220. If you if you follow the marching 100, they were probably at their best when they had about 320. Mm-hmm. So hopefully they can, as the years go on, they can get that get number back bumping up. back up. And uh, they they played very well. And uh, uh, with Jackson State coming to town in a few weeks, they better be yeah ready. yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> Sonic boom on the side. <laughs> but uh, what I was going to say is, I think I've been hearing that they have a female drum major. It is. She is uh, the first? The first ever female drum major at FAMU. Um, she's also a member of uh, Delta, the Delta uh, sorority, sorority. I see you, Reds. <laughs> uh, she she marched and did her, her first uh, home game. And uh, the seven drum majors they have out there, they represented. They did a good job. And so... Um, I'm gonna correct him because I got a bunch of family members that are uh, deltas, delta sigma theta. Yeah. I to make sure I say it right. Mess it up, so I, I don't want to. <laughs> I want them to cut my head. I say I let them do it because I'm the rules, so I can't do it like that. But uh, lastly, we're gonna get into a preview of uh, U.M. and Florida State. First off, we're gonna talk of uh, Miami going against LSU today. I let Coach take the lead on it. Oh man, um, I got up extra excited this morning um, about this game tonight. We've been waiting on it. Um, you know, as, as a Miami fan, that, that last time we played LSU, it left a bad taste in my mouth. That forty to three big, uh, mm-hmm. loss that we had, it, it was tough. And I think we got beat up in the tunnel too. So, <laughs> um, you know, I, I just it's coming back around. Um, you know, I made my predictions on the last show. I think this is going to be a a great year for us. I'm not going to backtrack on that. So, you know, I'm looking forward to getting home and, and, and watching the game tonight and just seeing us build off what we did last year. I was just telling Coach that, you know, our, the offensive line is what has to play better tonight. If our offensive line doesn't play better, I'm not sure what else is going to happen. I know we got everything else, all the other tools, but when you're playing an SEC opponent, that stuff is going to be equalized. Right. You, you got to be physical. You got to run the ball. So, looking forward to seeing Everybody that. in the SEC has O-linemen and D-linemen. Yeah. Even the, the not-so-great teams. What is this guy doing? <laughs> 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 we got the evil empire playing the background. Well, we, we could be the evil empire. That's what, that, that's what <laughs> we are. We, we can do we, that. We claim we that. that. I'll tell you this. Yeah, I know Coach going to give this part of the preview on that. You But I guarantee you, we're the only podcast in America they got scuffernizers, refreshments for the night. <laughs> we got scuffernizers in the building. We unique, so you know it. We unique. You know it. But uh, my part of it, I'm excited to see um, what the offense does. I'm a huge fan of Harley and um, what's the other speed guy? Harley and uh, Tom, Tom, Thomas. Jim I, Thomas. I'm big Jeff Thomas and Harley fans, especially with you know the hard times he had getting out of St. Louis. 
barely, you know, getting out of high school and then coming down so, to yeah. Miami and, yeah. and so doing this thing. Got kids like this, you just gotta root for. Yeah. You gotta root for. You gotta root for. And um twelve. I was one of the ones that was dogging him, wanted to see Nicosi. Um <laughs> But, I mean, I had to think back on it. He gave us 10 victories last year yeah. and, and, and pulled out some things. So, Mark Rick believe in him. I believe in him. Uh, the coast is suspended for whatever reason. Uh, 12, you are man. If not, you know, some dogs in the background waiting on you. And, Coach, I want to say something about uh, Gerald Willis because I, I posted something about him earlier. You know, I think the big thing for me with him is, you know, he's got all the talent in the world. He's made some mistakes and all of that. But one thing I want to see out of football players, especially the young guys that we coach, when you're not having success, when you're not getting on the field, when you go through some things, don't go looking for ways out. You know, right. he still he stuck with it. Even though he transferred, he stuck at Miami, mm-hmm. and, you know, he really fought. And they talked about how he did well on scout team mm-hmm. and all that, made the rest of the players around him better. That's the thing. I That's very rare in our right. You know, like Florida State just had a transfer. Not that that kid was a bad kid. Right. He just made the decision that was best for him. Mm-hmm. But guys that really go after that competition, I'm looking forward to seeing what he does. Yeah, that, that's uh, huge in the landscape of college football right now. Mm-hmm. The, like kids that don't win the job, they want to go somewhere else where they can win the job instead of just staying there and trying to fight it out. But it's the nature of the beast we live in. These millennials, yeah. it's microwave society. Mm-hmm. That, that is what it is. But uh, defensively, I'm looking to see that turnover chain. <laughs> I heard it was an updated turnover yeah, chain. Oh, I man. think it's. Have I think the obvious is on. Obvious is it's all. Oh, you haven't seen it. I ain't seen it. Oh, so they took the U off from what I've seen mm-hmm. and put the obvious on it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's still blinked out. Blinked out too. It's still blinked out. Gonna be platinum or something like that. Uh, <laughs> I, this is what it's been rumored to be. And I've seen some, you know, seen it somewhere on a picture or something. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know if it was photoshopped or whatnot. But it's supposed to be blinged out. Yeah, they got to get the lemons of the world out of there. <laughs> <laughs> what? Man, I mentioned that name. Yeah, I'm gonna get short there. Talk about that. Dude. Score prediction for tonight's for tonight's game. You want to go around and, and do score prediction? You mm-hmm. remember Miami? I'll give you mine first. LSU has had a ton of problems with personnel, people being arrested, people transferring. I think they only have two scholarship QBs at LSU. Mm-hmm. But you know they're gonna be good in the trenches. You know they're gonna have some speed on the outside. So they, you can't. I don't think it's gonna be a blowout, but I think we'll pull it out. Maybe. Uh, 31 10, 31 17, 31 13. I get 31 13. That's a good coach. Late, man. You know, like, like, like we did again in Niceville. We held the ball for the last seven minutes of the yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. Four minutes offense, eight minutes. <laughs> I'm going I'm to go with a weird score for the nice game. I'm going to go like a 19 to 6. I'm going with that. I'm I'm, I'm telling you, let's get a safety in there somewhere and uh, get two touchdowns. Then a field. I, our kick was pretty good this year. He's young, but I already got a leg out of this world. So I'm going to go 19 to 6. Everybody going to be looking like they got Nostradamus or something. <laughs> in um, just with this game, I've been hearing a lot of you and fans say it's going to be a blowout. Um... Oh, it's kind of hard. It could be a blowout. I ain't gonna say it's not gonna be a blowout, but that LSU man, that, that logo, that logo have weight to it yeah, sometimes. It does. It does. But then you got some weight to it. So I mean, I, I'm looking maybe. I'm gonna give you a nod on this one, just because all the things going on with LSU. I'm gonna give them a nod maybe. Man, 25. 13, something mm, like that. Mm, I like it. 25, 13. 25, 13. <laughs> I'm also going to go with UM, Uh Just looking at LSU, they, they just have a lot of unknowns. 
Um, but like you said, the SEC, they're going to have an offensive line. They're going to have a defensive line. I know they got the uh, the transfer from uh, Ohio State at quarterback, mm-hmm. Joe Burrow or something like yeah, that. that. And their quarterback from last year scored like three, four, five touchdowns at East Mississippi this year. Mm. <laughs> Well, the other day. But uh, I think Miami's defense will prevail at the end of the day and be able to hold them, you know, keep them down point-wise. Um, Miami's offense should be able to make some big plays, and they usually can set things up with the run pretty well. So I give Miami a 24-13 uh, to 13 victory. Yep, there it is, 4-0. Uh, everybody's going with Miami this week. Uh, let's uh, bounce down to the FSU uh, versus Virginia Tech tomorrow night, uh, 8.30, kickoff-ish. Um, the Florida State resident, here we go. Well, like I said in the last podcast, we're excited. This is going to be the first game of the Willie Taggart era. Uh, starting quarterback was named, as I predicted, uh, DeAndre Francois was named the starting quarterback uh, earlier this week. Um, after he was named quarterback, actually uh, uh, one of the backups, uh, Bailey Hockman, he decided to transfer um, after hearing that news. But just moving forward, um, I think Florida State, uh, the athletes are always there. Um, we're going to lack some depth at certain positions. Um, uh, question mark question marks on the offensive line. But at the end of the day, um, it's been a tumultuous offseason at Virginia Tech as far as losing players to transfer or to the NFL or for whatever reason is there not playing the game. I think they got maybe two people with playing experience on their defense. Um, but it's a Bud Foster defense at the end of the day. You know, they're going to be technically sound and they're going to do some hard. exotic things up front and a lot of slanting and moving. Um, but at the end of the day, I think, I know that Florida State will pull this game out. Um, I think the defense is going to make some plays, and I think just the, the nature of the offense that is ran, um, Florida State be able to make some plays and probably pull it away later in the game. Uh, my, my, my prediction for this game is uh, Florida State will win. Uh, I'll give you a score. Mm-hmm. Lethal simplicity. <laughs> 30. And uh, Virginia Tech maybe 10. If we get a score, I didn't say score. score. Didn't you you want to come back to you or you want to come back to me? Okay, <laughs> now my, that's my score prediction. My for sure fire lock in bet is Cam Akers will do something electric. Mm. You want to know why? If I'm Mississippi. <laughs> from Mississippi. <laughs> Go ahead, y'all good. Um, <clears throat> I, I, it's not unknown with Florida State. I'm yes. not. I'm not sure how they're gonna come out, but I, I I'm tending to believe they're gonna come out and. Just have been seeing some of their practices or whatever. I think they're gonna jump out on them quick. If they don't score, I think they get three scores quick. The game kind of settles down and then they pull out at the end. So I'm giving a score somewhere around, you know, thirty something, like 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 you said, thirty something to low score. The only thing is Fuentes, right? Mm-hmm. Justin Fuentes. Mm-hmm. I, I know he does some good stuff on offense. So I'm. It's just the, I'm not sure what else they're gonna do. On, I I mean just with their new staff mm-hmm. what they're gonna do on defense so they might be able to score some points but they, like you said they don't have uh like coach Yoma said they don't have a lot coming back as of as of a team so right i'm not really it's, this is a tough one for me to predict mm-hmm. I, I, I predict florida state will win but it's tough for me to predict score uh i'm gonna go my my score prediction 
I'm going to go Florida State uh, 42, Virginia Tech 10. Um, all this stuff about Bud Foster. When you it, this, this game about Jimmy's and Joe's. If right. you ain't got them, and right. the other side got uh, Cam, what, what his name is, Cam. Acres. Yeah, Cam Acres, yeah. <laughs> the other side got Cam Acres, and you ain't got no Jimmy's and Joes. Right. Uh, that that leads to a blowout, especially with how electric Doe Campbell gonna be tomorrow night. Yes. So I, I like think that. Florida State, it'll be something. Something gotta go seriously wrong for Florida State not to blow out Virginia Tech tomorrow. It's, it's to a, me, it's a blackout. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's a night game. Yeah. And I saw Campers Saturday. Oh yeah, they are. Yeah. Setting up. So, so you know it's gonna be tough. When you get Florida talent excited, oh, it's <laughs> and the other side missing all them different people, they gonna blow the team. Wait, 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 wait. I didn't tell you what kind of camper I saw her. What's that? I saw a Virginia Tech camper. Oh, they know so wrong though. I saw at um, the Civic Center. Virginia Tech knows so wrong. Hey, they gonna be excited now. That, that's another thing. That program is always you don't see them have dips and, and, right. and valleys and peaks. They always going to be steady. Right. Edge. Maybe they know something on, though, but I think they're going to get blown out. To be <laughs> um, like Coach Colson said with uh, Virginia Tech's offense under Coach Fuentes, uh, they do some good things. And, and Florida State preaches lethal simplicity on offense and defense. I think Virginia Tech will probably score a few more points than people think they will, but at the end of the day, I think Florida State will be able to score some points as well. So I'm going to go with a, a 42-21. Still a blowout, but... That was originally going to be my guess. <laughs> I, I think it's going to get ugly. Yeah, I, I agree. It's, it may get ugly. But the, the one caveat to it, if it don't get ugly early, mm-hmm. it's going to be a dog fight. That's, I think that's what you were trying to say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If it don't get ugly early, it might be in, they might be in for a dog fight, and it go either way. Well, um, since it's... Close to that time, I want to get Coach McCray out of here and myself out of here. This is uh, Coach Evans, uh, uh, Twitter Twitter handle uh, Coach Evans Nine. The Twitter stuff. Twitter handle is Coach McCray APG. Be smooth forty eight. Hot bottle. B O U T U M. There's our Twitter handles. Uh, before we get out of here, we want to send a huge shout out, a birthday shout out. To be smooth, turning the cool 25 yesterday. Yes, Happy birthday to you. you Appreciate you. Love you for everything you did yeah, for us. Hey, this is another episode of Sip the Talent, and we're coming uh, to you next week with our clear cut title. But it's going to be labeled A50 Coaches Part 2. Uh, we out. All right.